0: Welcome to another episode of the Total Clarity Podcast. I'm Jesse Hyatt.
1: And I'm Mike Varley. and We got a whole bunch of fun bullshit to catch you up on this week.
0: Fun bullshit? Oh yeah,
1: lots of stuff. We took notes and everything.
0: Yeah, we really did our work this week.
1: Yeah, it's week 11 and it's our first week in Staten Island to report on, despite the fact that you're seeing us in our detached from reality gold room. Yes. Because we came back for the weekend To attend to some things, including our friend Tahir's birthday, Mm -hmm. which was yesterday. Happy birthday,
0: Tahir. Happy
1: birthday. So yeah, we're back here for the day and we thought we'd do the recording here today. That's right. One of the things that we missed last week when we were doing our recap of Uptown was our mileage report, which is something that we've done once before at week five. And we were going to do it every five weeks. We obviously did not.
0: I think we'll try to do it on the fives. Yeah. This time it's on the 11.
1: I'm actually, yeah. I'm not, let's
0: still try to do it on the fives. We're going to try feels and do it on
1: the fives. However, I am not going to report week 11s. I'm going to save that for <gasps> week 15. Okay. So I will report weeks 6 through 10, the distance we traveled with our feet.
0: Wonderful. Yes.
1: And this distance is as the road goes not as the crow flies so yeah there's a little bit of winding paths to the locations I'm about to tell you about and also they're not exact mileage meetups I think one because I think it's just interesting to give you an approximation of how far and two because we actually travel a little bit more than 26.2 miles every day you know sometimes we get exactly to 26.2 but other times we're you know 0.4, 0.5, a mile or more over. Yeah. So, even though we're not at the exact mileage that 131 per week is supposed to be, we we do go a little bit more over. So, we meet more of these than meets the eye.
0: Ah. What are they?
1: So... Where have we gone? Week six. Six weeks worth of walking is 786 miles. Okay the nearest interesting equivalent, Chicago.
0: Oh wow. The second city. I've never been there. Neither have I. We could have been there.
1: We could have been there. Four there
0: weeks ago if we wanted to.
1: Five, yeah, four, five, five weeks ago. Cause we're week 11, week six. We yes. could have been there. Yeah,
0: we could have been there. Uh,
1: uh, Chicago is 801 miles away as the roads go. Wow. So a little bit over 786. Okay. But yeah, the, I don't know. In some ways, the main competitor to New York. Do you think so? I think it it was even more so before Los Angeles became a really big thing.
0: Yeah, I w- definitely consider L.A. to be the main competitor to New York.
1: Well, that, Yeah, that's because the entertainment and cultural exports are all there. But I think right. back when the Erie Canal and the Great Lakes were much more mm. of a thing, it was the the cities were connected.
0: When the big thing was industry. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And that makes me realize that at some point, LA is not even going to be the New York competitor. It's going to be whatever that tech area in Northern California is called.
1: Maybe. Yeah. What's that called? Silicon Valley.
0: Yeah, that's it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So. That's okay, six Okay. So weeks. that's week six. Week seven. Is
0: Chicago called the Windy City? Also known as the so Windy City. So we could city. have gotten there if the wind was at our backs. Thank you. Then we would have gotten to the 800 a little faster. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Go on. Week, week seven. Week
1: seven. 800, I'm sorry, 917 miles is how far we traveled. hmm Nashville
0: oh. is 899
1: miles. So
0: I've never been there either. Never Wait, been there. Maybe I, um, I've i been to every state, you know, but not every city.
1: Yeah. Well, yeah, that would be I don't hard. think I've
0: been to Nashville. I think we went to Pigeon Forge.
1: Okay. Yeah. I'm not sure if I've been to Nashville either. I know I've been to Memphis for sure, but yeah. I don't know if I've been to Nashville. Heard a lot of very nice things. Yeah. Country music. Yeah. Rockabilly. Yeah. Some rock and roll as well. uh uh-huh. <laughs> Lots of music.
0: I would like to go there sometime.
1: Yeah. And we could be there in just seven weeks.
0: <laughs> we could. Yeah. I didn't realize Nashville was farther than Chicago. Well, I always think of also, it as being closer.
1: As the roads go versus as the crow flies. Right, I'm not right, really right, sure. Right. So okay. It. Uh, I, think, I think it does make sense that it's a little bit further because New York and Chicago are more or less on the same level. So right. we have to go a little bit further. And...
0: Yeah. I guess I always forget how south Tennessee is.
1: Yeah.
0: Okay, next. Week 8. Yeah.
1: 1,048 miles. We crack the thousand-mile barrier. Jacksonville, Florida.
0: Oh, that's close to my family.
1: That's right. It takes us eight weeks to get from New York to Florida. That's the real message here.
0: Oh my gosh.
1: Yeah. So, two months of walking can have you pretty much crossing the border. Yeah. Jacksonville is Actually, a little bit under. It's 1,005 miles hmm. uh, from, and this is from City Hall, New York City, just to be clear. And yeah, but 1,048 miles. So we could even get no, a little past Jacksonville. Maybe we could even
0: get to where my family lives, Oh, Daytona. certainly. Yeah.
1: Cool. Yeah, yeah. All right. So week nine, 1,179 miles.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It's a twin city.
0: Minneapolis. Minneapolis.
1: The Minneapolis. Minneapolis, Minnesota.
0: Minneapolis St. Paul is not the full name of Minneapolis St. Paul.
1: I don't believe so. Is it it's really? The, it's the twin two cities. Two separate cities?
0: Yeah. I have been there. Yeah. I was there last year. Yeah. I guess I should know.
1: Yeah. I should know what they the say.
0: it other... I guess like when you fly in, they say it together. They say Minneapolis St. Paul.
1: Well, that's because that's the airport. Yeah. <laughs> All right. And week 10. Okay. Here we week go. 10.
0: Boom, 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 boom.
1: I have... Uh, I actually gave two oh. of these. New Orleans first. Ooh. In 10 weeks, we could walk to New Orleans. Wow. Yeah. So that's 13... Well, 1310 miles on the... Um, as our feet go. Yeah. And uh, New Orleans is a little bit further, 1342. So an, an okay. extra day, okay. or some. So you maybe know.
0: we would have arrived in Baton Rouge or something. Or is Baton Rouge south of New Orleans? I, would, I don't know. Yeah, I I'm wouldn't not throw in another city there.
1: Out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can't cut it out as much here because we have uh, just one camera. Well. So we really need to be strike that. performing. What do you better. say when
0: you're strike that? Strike that. Yeah.
1: Well, we're just making it worse now. <laughs> it's just like finger painting all over a Rembrandt. So. So what's the other one? That's one. one then? The other one, because I thought people would be wondering. Miami.
0: Oh. It takes 10 weeks
1: and a little more, 1,360 miles
0: Okay, to
1: go to Miami. To get to
0: Miami. Yeah. Cool.
1: I feel like that's a big milestone, basically, from New York to Miami. Yeah. Because it's pretty much the bottom of Florida, a little bit further, but.
0: You're basically off the uh, continent by then. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. That's right. <laughs> Off the continent. And then we got to learn to Into walk on water. Around. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I guess we'll learn that in week 20 or something. Well, we could this. learn it well, week could two if we wanted to. Wanted to we know. could send ourselves all the way down to Chile or something.
1: Yeah. So that's that for now. Tune in again in a month for those interested in knowing our distance traveled.
0: I like this. Yeah. I like knowing how far we could have gone. Yeah. Yeah. That's fun.
1: So, that's that. Now we can move into our Staten Island stuff. Yeah. But we have, yeah, we have a lot of uh, Seinfeld-esque stuff to cover, or at least I think I do.
0: You have Seinfeld-esque stuff?
1: As far as just little quibbles and content that we've come up with.
0: That's fine. Yeah, I guess that is Seinfeld-esque. What's the deal with this? Yes, that's right.
1: We're going to start with this. Fur slides, or sandals I haven't even I just learned the word slide prior to this you did. podcast
0: I just explained it to you yeah
1: but for those that don't know slides are sandals without the tong that goes between your big toe and your second toe
0: yeah and also without straps it's just like that that classic like adidas flat plastic molded some kind of strap at, across the top the top part of the foot
1: yeah We have been seeing a lot of these fur shoes ever since we started the walk, and I'm pretty sure it's evidence that we've all gone insane (laughs) because they're, even though just looking up on the phone beforehand that articles about these types of shoes go back to 2017, and it was kind of a thing in June of 2019, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: it has never, never infiltrated the city to my knowledge, and for good reason. Because it is disgusting and yeah. makes no sense in New York City to have fur overflowing from your shoe and onto the street.
0: There's a number of things. It's more than the fur. Like wearing sandals, wearing any shoes where your toes are exposed in New York is very gross in my opinion. Yeah. I've done it and then it's gross. Yeah. My feet are disgusting afterwards. I don't do it anymore. Yeah. If you're going to the beach, that's one thing. Wear sandals at the beach. Take your shoes off at the beach. Mm -hmm. Relax.
1: (laughs) Enjoy yourself. Yeah. But don't wear fur to the beach either.
0: No, you probably shouldn't. I mean, maybe there's a time to wear fur to the beach, but I can't think of any time. Maybe if you're an animal.
1: I think Like an actual animal, like a dog. (laughs) The only time (laughs) is during a pandemic when nothing makes sense anymore. Yeah.
0: Well, I think why... Okay, these sandals, slides don't not make sense to me. I think they're gross, but <laughs> they make sense. Like people are in their house. I mean, sweatpants are super popular right now. Sweatpants have never been in fashion as much as they are right now. It's not so you can't even. So I, you know, I work in fashion and I was just on the phone with uh, when one of the people that I work with the other day, she was saying sweatpants like blank sweatpants to die, are sold out everywhere. For
1: months.
0: Hmm. She, she like got the last bits to send to me, but they're gone. They're gone. Everybody wants the sweatpants. And these furry sandals are like slippers.
1: Yeah. Then they're like wear... slippers that
0: you can wear outside because they have a hard bottom. But I feel like they should just probably stay inside.
1: They should definitely stay inside. I
0: don't think yeah. we're describing these right because, okay, so when you said that the furry sandal thing has been around for a few years, I can kind of picture some that are maybe like neon colored and have fluff but not fur. Yeah. It's not those. These are
1: I would imagine five that, inches of yeah. fur
0: and fur that's like you know, the calico kind of like black, brown, white mixture fur, like extending out, like popping out of the front of the shoe and touching the ground.
1: It's like a boa, but on your foot. Yeah. And yeah, I think anybody particular, I mean, I would imagine this is not just a New York phenomenon. I feel like if anything, New York was the last bastion of reason and (laughs) it finally just got busted down and people are like, I don't care. I got, you know, I, I can't. I have to wear a mask so I might as well have disease on my feet. I don't, you know.
0: I bet they're not in Vermont yet.
1: I don't know. I think they're everywhere. Okay. I bet I don't know. <laughs> Please let us know if you're in Vermont or if you're in another place and you have no idea what we're talking about.
0: Yeah. I mean, they're, yeah, I, I think if I were seeing them inside, I would not have a problem. Like if people are wearing these inside, I can see how it's a fashion statement. They can be kind of cute. It's really just the seeing them outside everywhere and seeing like, you know, someone stepping in a puddle or there's trash on the ground or I and mean, we've really been noticing them for a while.
1: Yeah. I haven't caught them in the rain specifically.
0: But we've been looking. I've, I've seen, seen been waiting.
1: right before <laughs> the rain comes and the anxiety on the face of the wearer, <laughs> but I haven't yet captured the magic of a wet slide. Yeah. One day. Although, we, honestly, time's running out. It's going to get cold soon. Probably only have another month.
0: But they have fur on them. <laughs>
1: <laughs> maybe maybe the fur will keep it out another yeah, another four you weeks. You can also
0: wear them with socks. There's no uh, thong between your toes. so
1: <laughs> Just totally give up on society at this point. <laughs> Sweatpants, <laughs> socks, slides.
0: It's a new era.
1: It's a new era. What a time to be alive. <laughs> so that covers that, I think. i i think should we go into staten island itself now Mm -hmm. staten island has been a lot of fun so far yeah it's been surprising but not i guess i tried to go in as i do with most things with as little expectations as possible in order to just experience what it is at face value.
0: Yeah, I think I tried to do that too, which is not how I experienced most things and I also had a lot of expectations and I'm noticing how things I expected are not there.
1: Yeah, like what?
0: Well, what I expected Staten Island to be was full suburbs, all firemen and policemen, very homogenous, that's what I expected, mm-hmm. detached homes, maybe some apartment buildings. Greenery, I knew there were parks. That is true. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, not true. Uh, It's pretty diverse. There's a lot of detached single-family homes, but there's also a lot of condos and apartment buildings. Doesn't feel like the suburbs in, at least where we were this week, most of the walk, I would say, does not feel like the suburbs. Mm-hmm. There's a section that does, mm-hmm. but that section was small in our in this week's
1: walk. There were a couple of spots when you were at the studio that I saw that were like suburbs too. Oh yeah, yeah, okay. But we can get to them at some point. But yes, I, yeah. I agree with you. And the the primary route of our walk was. Only it was not suburban and the only re- space where we did go that was suburban was as a consequence of us having to alter our route due to an area being closed.
0: Right, that's true. Yeah, so I did a little bit of research just to have some facts and figures here. Mm-hmm. The thing that stood out to me or that I, that I thought was worth sharing, I didn't do a ton of research, but the median income right near the ferry, Mm because this is something we talked about, the ferry goes right to downtown, the financial district. We have been super surprised that there aren't more condos and sort of like luxury-esque buildings or restaurants or coffee shops or any of the things that you would typically see in a gentrified neighborhood. Like... Williamsburg or like any of the neighborhoods that are sort of really easy access to the city. Mm-hmm. And St. George, which is the neighborhood that's right near the ferry, has a median income of 46,646. Okay. All of Staten Island has a median income of 79,200. Hmm. So, apparently the further south you get, the more money people are making. Interesting. I guess it's the people that are driving in over the Verrazano, mm. as opposed to the people that are taking the ferry.
1: Yeah.
0: Or maybe people are driving to the ferry and taking the ferry from there.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I, these, these This is speculation, that wasn't research. The numbers I found online, but my thoughts on why that is, I don't have any real answers.
1: Yeah. Yeah, we would really like to be able to talk to either an urban planner or a politician or, or somebody with knowledge that's beyond speculation as to why Staten Island in this area is how it is. But it is a bit of a mystery to Jesse and I how it hasn't been pumped up as more of an area at some point, you know, between people that are Wall Street people or artist-type people how this area near the ferry hasn't become something more because, you know, you talk about the reasons that an area becomes, you know, gentrified or built up and one of the reasons is views. right? And Mm -hmm. like the view of the city is stunning from that side. It's really
0: beautiful. There's a lot of big hills right near the ferry. And from the top of the hill, you can just see all of downtown.
1: Yeah. And so, I mean, it really, one day it was foggy and climbing the hill to go on the route with the homes around. It really just felt like a San Francisco situation to me. Yeah. And so... That is appealing to most people. They want to wake up and they want to... You know, if you're going to settle somewhere, even if you just, like, stop considering it as soon as you live there for more than a month, like, usually people move to an area where they can show people what their view looks like. So that's sure. one thing. Second thing, convenience to the city. I mean, granted, it's it's a boat ride, so people are, you know, people are have a hard enough time taking a bus over the subway. You know, there's an extra step there. So maybe the fact that... It's a it's a boat is putting people off, but the flip side of that is it's a beautiful view and also like a, a thing that you could take people who are visiting you to see yeah so
0: and it's free yeah it's free We're, and it's we've reliable gotten so used to using I mean we I have not used the ferry system really at all because I have no reason to but the people that live in Greenpoint or. Red Hook or like the other places that are on the water that don't have great train access in New York use the ferry system now to get into the city a lot or to get from different parts of Brooklyn. I know we have a lot of friends that use that system. And I think that those ferries are part of the MTA. So you actually have to pay for those. Mm, mm. Whereas the Staten Island Ferry is free. And it goes right downtown.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's it's very confusing to me why it hasn't been more of a thing. I would say that if you get off the ferry, there are some off-putting aesthetics that might be hindering the situation. And by that, I mean, I think because it is the hub for all the buses that leave, and then it's also the subway hub for the rest of Staten Island... It's just transportation focused. So you leave the boat, the ferry terminal, and then it's just a lot of concrete, a lot of roads. And I think the Staten Island car culture has something to to do with that prioritizing yeah. travel of vehicles. So you get out and you're like, well, where am I? Yeah. All you see are kind of the the terminal behind you and then in front of you, kind of courthouse buildings and just not like a lot of vibrancy culturally I don't right there.
0: Think, I don't think that the courthouse buildings are aesthetically unpleasing. They're old buildings and they're kind of pretty, but there isn't a lot going on. There isn't no. a lot of activity.
1: No. And I don't know really how you fix that because it if it is the main choke point to all sorts of transportation it's probably going to need to be that way. I mean, maybe there's some way around it. I don't really know. I'm sure you could get creative to create a a welcoming space, but like really you get out and if you don't know where you're going or you don't have a destination, it kind of feels a little like you feel a little lost or just a little aimless and pointless and, and think like, well, I got left. It's like being left on the side of the highway or something. So
0: although there's also that little mall area well, that's where another there's thing. like an American Eagle and a Hagen and and
1: that a gap. I mean, I think that demonstrates the priorities of the affluent Staten Islanders, the people that mm-hmm. are making the $79,000 a year and that the first thing that when you you get off the boat before you see all this, you know, uh roads are the <laughs> New York's premier waterfront outlet mall. <laughs> like they really add all these qualifiers. Oh yeah. And yeah, it's, I mean, I will say it's a. It's well made. I thought to myself walking through it, like it'd be really cool if this was just like a series of art galleries or something. Yeah,
0: yeah, if you like those uh, basic trendy box stores, then great. Yeah, (laughs) it's great. It's like a really nice view while you're promenading around shopping for jeans.
1: Yeah. And so that makes me wonder if that is the reason why Staten Island is what it is. I mean, it's like, you know, you think about the the politicians or the people that were involved in making that space what it was. Mm -hmm. It's like culturally, what do our inhabitants want the most? and right it was that and then the baseball stadium which the baseball stadium is really cool
0: yeah the baseball stadium is really cool i'd like to go there when it's open again yeah
1: right now it's just a field of geese there's a
0: lot of geese there yeah
1: but and like probably so gross yeah and they have not maintained the field cuz they don't need to yeah but it has a it's right on the water it's right adjacent to the ferry terminal and the outfield is the view of the skyline yeah So, they did a very good job with that. But yeah. It's the
0: minor league team. Yes, the Staten Island Yankees. So, I think it makes sense to have a really beautiful view behind the baseball.
1: Right. Right. right.
0: (laughs) Baseball games are long enough as it is, and then when it's the minor leagues, you're kind of like, oh, what am I going to see here?
1: Yeah. So, and then to the, the, uh, if you're looking at the uh, Manhattan, and you go to the left, that's when there's, like, a promenade, mm-hmm. but it's, like, kind of run, run down, like a lot of, like, weeds growing and things like mm-hmm. that. It's mm-hmm. totally fine. We, we went and walked there, and it's very nice to see everything, but it, it doesn't really look like there's a lot of intention behind it. It's whatever, whenever it was built was the last time people thought much about it, it feels like.
0: It does feel like that. So. Yeah, and then very quickly, once you get past that, it becomes industrial.
1: Mhm. Yeah. Yeah.
0: But that I guess very I say very quickly, but that even, you know, for us that's an early part of the walk, but for people just coming in to visit, I don't know if they'd even get past that because it is probably a mile and a half or 2 miles down.
1: Yeah. So as far as the before we start moving on to the walk uh, just that St. George area, I feel like It's a matter of when not if it will be transformed into some area, Mm -hmm. but that if could be a very long time.
0: Yeah, which in a way is, I don't know, I don't know how the residents would feel about the gentrification coming to Staten Island. I I can't say because I haven't asked anyone and I have only been in Staten Island for one week have never really spent any time there in my life before, so I can't even really suppose what people might want.
1: Yeah. I mean, that area around there is definitely feels more urban than even though we're saying that there was only like one chunk of suburbs, Mm -hmm. it feels a lot more like industrial in other parts too, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. I'd say that area of st george especially the east part of st george feels more like a city yeah. there's you know it's like delis and barber shops and some hot food places churches there's a soccer shop yeah that sells soccer jerseys that <laughs> that was one-of-a-kind yeah but yeah there's lots of sort of just standard shops yeah. for essentials
1: yeah yeah there was also a lot of activity going on at any one point like yeah there's there was police there often there were at one point I was walking and there was a man on the ground just kind of yelling oh like and then an ambulance came by. Oh. It was unclear what, if if he was hurt or not hurt. I yeah. Don't, you know, it was just a lot of what was like. was he yelling? It was more just like a kind of a groaning yell. Oh. oh. Honestly, it looked like he had gotten shot in the butt or something. Oh, God. But like, I don't think he had. So it also kind of looked like he was faking yeah. being. It was, it was a very weird hmm. scene because there was just one other person standing like six or eight feet away from him. Just kind of like observing. Yeah. While he was. Grown yelling. This is a young, younger guy. Yikes! And then, and then the ambulance came up, and he, yeah. I could still hear him like groan yelling for a while. Wow! So I well, I don't really I know what was okay. going on there. Yeah, I yeah. think he was fine. He wasn't like yelling out in pain. It was, it okay. was more a yeah. So <laughs> just kind of stuff like that. Each day there yeah. was like a maybe weird... the same
0: guy that growled at us.
1: Oh, it wasn't the same guy that growled at okay. us. Okay. Yeah, and that was a different part of town too, but one one further thing about this general area, and I would say general like within three to five, three to four mile radius mm-hmm. of this whole area, amazing parks yeah. relative to what you would think, because we're also just describing like that this area is mostly like bodegas and like barber shops and. Very like urban, but then very close to some parks that if they were in another borough, you would already know about them. Like, yeah, between um, Clove Lakes Park, I believe is the name of it. I'm mm-hmm. gonna I'm gonna do this off the top and see if I make it. Uh, there's Silver Lake Park, mm-hmm. and then Goodhue Park, which connects to Allison Pond Park, mm. which was suggested to us by our friend Layla works Mm -hmm. for the parks department. Mm -hmm. Those are all like in this tight cluster and are each really pleasant parks. Yeah. Uh, The Goodhue Park is a converted Boy Scout camp. So it has a lot of open fields and set up areas for basketball and play. And then you go in and there's a wood section with a little lake. And they had this like amphitheater set up with stumps. So it looked like this Druid summoning circle or something with like a hundred stumps and a stage in front of it, and you keep if you keep walking into it, it turns into a stream, which is the Allison Pond Park, and yeah, and then from there you are in the more the higher end uh, suburban areas. Mm. Which this was on a day that Jesse was not with me, but it's crazy. You go from from more like urban. Residences and and buildings to just going through this park to like a totally like tutory l- green lawns. Oh wow! Um, and, and very hilly there. Huh. And then yeah, from there you can go to Silver Lake Park. Right. Which this is the first instance I've ever experienced of this, and I I think the first instance in the city. And it also speaks to I think some of the the value system of Staten Island. Silver Lakes, as well as La Tourette Park, which we'll talk about at some point, Hmm. has a golf course inside of the park.
0: Can I tell you about that golf course? Yes, please. It's on top of a mass grave for Irish immigrants that came over after the potato famine and died of disease.
1: Wow. So that's, I think, part of what keeps people away, too, (laughs) from Staten Island is... This, I, we could talk and we will talk probably for the whole month about why there are some amazing things there. And people will be like, yeah, but it's a it's a trash zone or yeah. like it's it's just a place where New York City, the entire boroughs, uses to hide things mm-hmm. and like get rid of problems. Or
0: at least used to. Sure. And that's then what these things are made on top of. Yeah. To sort of literally cover it up, right. not necessarily in the way that we think of that term, but just a way to beautify what used to be New York City's dump.
1: Right. So, the thing about walking around in a golf course is that you have to pay attention to what's going on. Right. <laughs> and it, it's just funny that, you know, there, I think... When I think about more conservative uh, blue-collar areas, they do like having golf courses around. But typically, those types of areas aren't in a city. They're usually in a space where there's more land. More space, So you, yeah. wouldn't, you wouldn't think out in Jersey or Long Island or Connecticut to go to the golf course for leisure. Right. You would go to the park. Or you live in an area where there's enough trees that you don't even really like have a yearning for that but here it's like multi-use, and particularly in La Tourette Park, I came out of an area that was, a, you know, a trail, and then I'm walking parallel to a par three, <laughs> and it's like, oh, wow, I actually have to pay attention to this man's swing, yeah. because it might be coming right for me.
0: Yeah, you don't want to add yourself to that Irish masquerade. <laughs> right,
1: so I don't think that's necessarily the greatest you know way to design <laughs> something but i mean i guess i give them props for there was a desire for that in the community yeah and, so
0: they got that out there yeah yeah
1: so yeah and so and when
0: you have only so much space so part of that park actually they they designed and built that park as an answer for recreational space for people as staten island was becoming more populated right and the politicians recognized how difficult it was for staten island's population to get to central park or prospect park but they wanted to have their own version of that right
1: and i don't know if that's referencing silver lake specifically it was yeah clove lakes which is right near the silver lake is what i would say it's longer and there's a lake kind of running through the middle it feels more like the aspects of a central park where there's like more architecture and mm. like the there's a design feature to that and okay. the, the silver lake the at least the area I've walked through thus far and I think we get a couple of other cracks at it before mm. the month is up feels more like the i don't know the expanse of nature slash the thoroughfare, you know, kind of like where people do the running.
0: Mm, mm -hmm.
1: So, and that might be in part because I think they have the main road closed for the COVID walking hours. Oh, cool, yeah. But yeah, Clove Lakes was, I mean, it's, I would say it's worth coming out to check out. All of these, if you're a fan of nature, is are worth coming out to see. You can, yeah, because it. I think the Goodhue Park is probably a thirty-five, forty-minute walk from the ferry. Or if you wanted to take a car or something, mm-hmm. you
0: know, there might even be a bus or a.
1: Yeah, there might be. Yeah, train. but you know. you know, you I get a lift or a you get a lift or something, and it's six minutes out to there. Right. And then you can walk through that to Silver Lake to clove lake and then it's yeah it's a nice way to spend three or four hours sure yeah and there's a um, restaurant in clove lake that's like fancies itself like a tavern on the green or something Uh, we might go it looks nice yeah
0: yeah it's pretty it's right on the lake and yeah it looks looks nice
1: yeah So, I think that, yeah, that wraps up that section of Staten Island. Yeah. Which is the...
0: Sort of inland, north, slightly west. Yes?
1: Yeah. Yeah. The area that seems to me like it probably could be converted into something different. Something, quote-unquote, more valuable or whatnot. But, Mm. yeah, I think... And we'll see, as we go further on in Staten Island, there, there just is this sense of identity about Staten Island that is a combination of people joking about it, and I think also people having a lot of pride in what it is.
0: Yeah, there might be there might be a lot of pushback from bringing things in. I- the first day that we were there was not a walking day and i took a walk myself didn't expect it to be so long i just wanted to go get a cup of coffee and i had to walk about 45 minutes to find a coffee shop that wasn't a dunkin donuts and then it was closed on a sunday morning and i went to a local tavern type place that had just opened up for the day and she recommended a place to go and said oh yeah they have great coffee at jay's on the bay and i was like okay great thank you it was five miles south of where i was
1: yeah, well, the car. which makes
0: sense if you have a car yeah but if you're on foot like i just want to walk out and grab a cup of coffee and go back home i don't want right. to i mean i love to walk obviously. <laughs> but I don't really wanna take a 10 mile walk just to get a cup of coffee. Right. So it's interesting, but you know, plenty of places in the country have Dunkin' Donuts or Starbucks or McDonald's as the place to get coffee. It's just living in Brooklyn, especially, I'm so used to being able to walk in any direction for less than 10 minutes and find some sort of latte or something.
1: Right. And I think that might be the selling point for somebody that's a real estate person in Staten Island that's looking to develop it. You would try and get people to the area that have in their heads, I like New York City and I love my car. You know, that they want to be in this area. And there's a lot of people that just can't think of living without a car.
0: Yeah, I mean, I liked when you had a car.
1: Right. Right. (laughs) But there are people that want to be in this area, but like, just think I could never live without my car. And if that's the case, Mm -hmm. Staten Island seems like the place and you can have it for weekends or you can have it to drive around Staten Island itself. And then when you want to come into the city, you can do that. Yeah. So, I think we can go the direction you were thinking of going, which is uh, west. Okay. Along the uh, coast. Yeah. There, for the good chunk of, I don't know, maybe four or five miles, maybe a little longer, it's mostly industry along the shore itself.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You go in a little bit and then it becomes more housing, mm-hmm. but we didn't do that much. There were... Not really a lot of food places or anything, although there are two of note. One was this deli we went to that, you want to describe it a little bit? No. The old
0: one? Yeah. Yeah, it was so cool. Do you remember what it was called?
1: I'm going to look it up Everything's you... in
0: here deli or something like that.
1: <laughs> I don't know. I don't think it was called that. but. I
0: think it might have been similar. But, yeah, it was great. It had, so the front of it really... I didn't appreciate until we had been inside and went back out, but they had a little table and chairs with a plant. The plant was for sale for $150, it was a big tall plant. There were posters on the front window that were old advertisements and old photos. And when we went in, I started to notice everything, there were all these little handwritten notes under things, either, you know, the there would be a lamp on a table that was $40, and there were notes that said, wow, I can't remember what any of the notes said, but, oh, uh, something about Steve Jobs
1: and they were there were little it. they were little homespun sayings. I know which one you're talking about specifically, but it was basically like, back in the day we had Steve Jobs X and Z, and then it was like now we have no money, no jobs, no whatever. Like right, it was exactly. like it was a, just a little joke about like visionaries, and now we have nothing. And that you know that was kind of the aesthetic where it's like remember the old days, yeah, and and also just like there there's like the strongest unions in the country or in Staten Island or like different stuff like that.
0: Yeah. And then there was, there was a little seating area inside the jelly with like kind of miniature booth, like a booth you'd see at a diner. There was wallpaper on one of the walls, lots of weird old specialty items for sale. Yeah. I bought myself a Manhattan espresso cola. Yeah. that i would never seen before you had seen it but i'd never seen it it was all right <laughs> but it was cool it like it looked like an old soda that you would get from one of those old soda fountains or something mm-hmm. and the guy whose shop it was was so nice mm-hmm. and friendly and talkative and we told him that we liked his store the way it looked and the way he had it set up and he said, oh, yeah, people come in and they re- tell me that it reminds them of their grandfather's living room. And it really did. It was it was yeah. cozy. Yeah. And he made you an egg sandwich. He did. And asked you five questions. He was how you like, want you want any
1: bread. jalapenos on it or anything? Do you want anything on the bread? You know? Yeah. Uh, it was definitely there was so some care options. and concern. Also, like 40% of the store was not being used for anything. Like it was just. It looked like broken down refrigerators or something. Mm -hmm. I don't know if that was just COVID exclusive. I don't think Mm. so though. I think it was just the nature of the store, but it didn't really much matter. It was cozy as a consequence. Yeah. And one of the few places along this strip that were food and had like some type of character to it. Mm -hmm. And it was called the M&M Deli Superette.
0: Oh, it wasn't the everything is for sale here store?
1: <laughs> no, was not. Whatever <laughs> I said? Yeah.
0: The M&M Deli Superette.
1: Yes. Would you like to talk about this aspect as well while we're here?
0: We might as well. This is bringing us to something that we've noticed about at least this part of Staten Island, maybe all of it, something I have never seen before, but the term Superette was everywhere. Yep. Every strip mall that we went to, or every area where there was some form of shopping available. There were these superettes. They were basically just delis, but they call themselves superette. Yeah. You love the term. I do. Correct?
1: I will wait. I do not. I will wait (laughs) for the prosecution.
0: I think it's like, it sounds nice, right? But it's not, it's not a word. It's technically not allowed to be a word. There's no, you know how a word is a prefix and a suffix if you want, and then they have to have a root or a base. This has no base, it has no root. Super is a prefix, et is a suffix. They're not even from the same language. Et is French, super is Latin. Super means big, et means small. It's a big, small. That's all it is. It's a big, small. There's no market, we don't, you, okay, whatever, you'll say your piece, but they're not using, it means nothing. The word itself means nothing. It's a big, small.
1: Mm-hmm. Anything else?
0: That's what I've got right now. I might have more to say in a minute.
1: <laughs> I think it's beautiful. <laughs> I think it's beautiful because it has so much negative space and so much implication and breaks your brain just hearing it, but in this beautiful marketing way where it's like, I know exactly what you're trying to say, and you're not saying anything. They're
0: not saying anything.
1: Because it's a supermarket that wants you to think big supermarket bounty. Yeah. But it doesn't include the word market, and it includes et, which is like cigar, cigarette, so it's tiny. Yeah. Or Marquette. It's this super tiny thing. It's wonderful. But it's a super tiny thing and your brain is supplying what it is. It's not yeah. telling you what it is.
0: It's a tiny thing that has everything. I think is what it's trying to say. But it's not it doesn't even have thing. There's not even the the part of the word for thing. It's a tiny big. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's wonderful.
0: It's so upsetting to me.
1: It's great. I want it on a shirt. Just want a shirt that says Superette.
0: Yeah, apparently this term is not only used in Staten Island. Apparently, there's a few other places in our country that I use mean,
1: it. Should be everywhere. Superette. Yeah. Mini Mart. What about it? That
0: that's a term that means something.
1: Yeah, I don't want to go there.
0: All right. <laughs> Superette also sounds like it could be a laundromat. It also sounds like it could be those. Who are those women that dance in the background at the Christmas show?
1: Rockettes. Yep.
0: That could be their name.
1: Superette is, well, there's, there's launderette. That would be Maybe what Maybe that's why
0: I'm thinking it sounds like a laundromat.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: But launderette makes sense because launder is telling you what, what it is. And then it's et, it's small.
1: Yeah. Look.
0: It's just a descriptor. It's just two descriptors. I don't make the rules. I
1: just admire it.
0: No, but they're, they're breaking the rules. You don't make the rules, but you usually don't break the rules. Well, sometimes you break the rules. I don't know. You clearly like this breaking of the rules, and I am very uncomfortable with it.
1: Yeah. Okay.
0: I don't necessarily think I dislike it or disagree with you in the fact that it's kind of beautiful and nice in how it mashes those two things together. And I do like to break the rules, but there's something about this that just feels wrong OK. I also wonder, I think my main thing is I wonder if the people that are choosing to call their thing a superette even realize that it is just incorrect. I don't know. And I think that's what bothers me the most is that I feel like it's one of those things because we saw it so many times that is just being used and passed around and no one's even thinking, oh, this isn't a word. I don't think the people that are using it for their store even realize that it's not a word.
1: I think it's a word. <sighs> Sorry.
0: I don't think it counts as a word. I think, okay, I did a lot of Googling last night <laughs> to try and find out if you can have a word without a root word or without the root section of the word. I don't I don't think so. But no one said no for sure, but I don't think so.
1: I mean, at a certain point, a word <laughs> becomes a word when there's consensus.
0: Yeah. But the English language is very precise in how things are built. And this does not fit into the rules. Sorry. Yeah. Well, all right.
1: So, that's M&M Deli Superette. <laughs> Another store that was interesting I went to on Friday, again, we're talking mostly like shipping yards uh, down on this and then like, you know carpet cleaning and, you know, auto glass and things like that, Mm -hmm. there's this one Polish restaurant. And restaurant is even uh, an exaggeration. It's
0: like a walk-in situation, right? It is
1: a walk-in Polish establishment that, I guess, probably more than selling food, although they did sell food, just sells pierogies and sausage Mm -hmm. and cabbage, like stuffed cabbage, like to go, like frozen for your...
0: You could get stuffed cabbage to go. I think so, yeah. I'd like to get some of
1: that. Yeah. And I don't know. It didn't it didn't seem like a Polish neighborhood. It had been there for ten years. Yeah. I'm not sure why.
0: I noticed it also when we were walking. you went by yourself. I went on. But I Friday. noticed it when we were walking yeah. on Tuesday and Wednesday.
1: Yeah. And it was very good. And I also not only was it very good, but it's also the novelty of this random place. And also it's not it's not very usual to have a walk-in place for Polish food. Like it was the equivalent of a Chinese restaurant but for Polish food.
0: Right. Yeah. And you're right. It didn't really f- seem like a Polish neighborhood other than that. Yeah. Tell tell us what you got. Tell me. Uh, Something simple my...
1: because I was going to eat again in a couple of hours. Yeah. What was it? I got uh, cheese, potato, pierogies. Yum. Just a half Cheese, thousand.
0: potato in one? Yeah. Or cheese and potato separately?
1: No. Uh, in one.
0: They were cheese potato in one? Yes. Interesting.
1: Yeah. That sounds good. Yeah. And I got a half dozen and it was six dollars or something.
0: One dollar per pierogi.
1: Yes. And it came with uh, sour actually cream. That kind of
0: sounds like a lot. That's kind of expensive for...
1: Yeah. I mean, I think a dozen was seven.
0: Were they boiled?
1: No, they were fried.
0: Oh, they were fried? Yeah. Did you eat them with your fingers?
1: I could have, but I did not. They came with caramelized onions as well. Mm. Is. I really wanted applesauce. I yeah. didn't. I didn't see it on the menu, but I didn't look very hard either. And yeah. It was kind of a situation where the woman was a little no nonsense. She certainly didn't seem happy to be there. Yeah. But she wasn't mean either. She was not like ready to converse. She was just hmm. making the food. Yeah. But yeah, I, after I left, I was like, I wonder if is applesauce like canon? For Polish food,
0: yeah, it is. I mean, it well actually. Um, that's a great question. It's definitely Eastern European in general. Typically, would have like an apple puree and a sour cream, and the the onions are are standard. Polish food, in particular. I guess I can't say. I always think of it with applesauce and I'm Polish, but I'm not as Polish as right. some of Well the you know? onions, the onions and... were very <laughs> sweet. So it yeah. kind so of they filled this bit, for the like they were sauce. sweet
1: enough. And then with the sour cream that I contemplated just like eating those two things after I ran out of the pierogies. But yeah. I was like, I might get sick, so That's I'm not going to do that. Though. But that place was called the L&B Homemade Food. Mm. and yeah, that's another thing where I guess if you're taking a bike ride around, that would be part of your tour yeah. of Staten Island. you could go to all those parks, then you could go down to there and see what it's like. Yeah. Speaking of...
0: I was just going to say.
1: Yeah. Speaking of bike tours, I was walking by myself on Friday, right? No, Thursday. Thursday. Thursday down the street, and all of a sudden three unicyclists passed me. One of them on like the comical old timey large unicycle wheel (laughs) and that was obviously very strange. Yeah. And then five minutes later another one passed me and then another three minutes later another one passed me at which point I had the presence of mind to ask is there a unicycle race going on to this person? And mind you race They're not going much faster than me. Yeah. They are also kind of wobbly, and it is a pretty busy road. Like, this does not seem like (laughs) a ride of leisure. Yeah. And this person that I asked kind of, not only did they answer, but they kind of started talking to me like I know them. (laughs) They were like... Yeah, I don't know. Like, we're supposed to be riding in a group, but, like, they left me behind. I don't know what's going on. Normally, we ride in a group. And I was like, all right, well, good luck, you know. Yeah. And then two more people passed me. So, there's seven unicyclists along this busy industrial road. Yeah. And I end up catching up with them because, again, they can't go that fast. And I asked, and apparently this weekend is Unifest- Or NYC Unifest, the 11th annual. And Staten Island was the first day of a four-day event. Right. So they were also going to Brooklyn. They were going from Central Park to... Battery. Battery. Yeah, Battery City. And they were doing a Grant's Tomb uh, ride as well. All I guess it's a different vibe than normal social distance being a thing.
0: Maybe that's why they weren't in a group. I don't know. that's why they were spread out. Maybe. Probably not. No,
1: probably not. Just... It
0: seems like it would be safer if they were riding as a pack.
1: Yeah. So yeah, that was weird. <laughs> there, a, it's kind of cool. Yeah. If you watch our 360 10-minute marathon video and you have eagle eyes, you'll be able to spot some unicyclists. Oh, I managed nice. to capture them eventually after Good. we caught up. But it's uh yeah, you gotta you gotta keep an eye out, cause. There's also, well, I'm not, gonna, I'm not gonna give it away, all right? You're just gonna have to see if you can find it. Oh. So. I wanna know. Well, I'll tell you off camera. Okay. So, there's, so that that kind of describes the coastal area. Mm-hmm. The walk so far, I mean, I so far the whole project, because we emphasized walking along the coastlines during the warmer months, because we figured it'd be the most enjoyable to do it then. Yeah. Has really impressed upon me the degree to which New York City is a water location. And it's very easy to forget in this day and age, because unless you're straight up against the water, there are so many buildings in the way that would give you the impression that you're not tied to the sea but yeah. it is very much established as a sea city. That The reason it became a thing is because it had so many favorable ports. Of course, the Erie Canal became a huge uh, boon for the city. It's why it's called the Empire State, because it had access to the Great Lakes via the Erie Canal. Mm. And I think that's another piece of the puzzle. Again, all speculation, but to the character of Staten Island is that they maintained an adherence to the shipping traditions, and in that way, it's almost an analogy to coal mining or something like that, where mm-hmm. it keeps the gritty blue-collar uh, aesthetic, ideology, and keeps it yeah in that in that mindset.
0: Yeah, yeah, and especially along the coast, there really are. It's like tugboats and safety boats, but they're all kind of... It's not... It doesn't seem like recreation at all. No. It seems like all working boats.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I wonder, I mean, it it could very well be that these are very lucrative enterprises. Maybe, And yeah. there's just no reason to keep up visual appearances for how these places look, you know? Just because it's the sea and salty and there's just constantly... Degrading of materials, so like, why even try? But there's right, and
0: it's like warehouses and lots and shipyards and. I mean, what are you gonna do? Like, power wash the dock? Yeah. Every day to bring in your garbage, like.
1: (laughs) Right, so but uh, but if you're saying that the median income at least in this the northern section is 48,000 46,000 46, yeah. yeah then it it may well be that that's just the case like all up and down there. Yeah, that's that possible. Just doing the the grunt gritty work mm-hmm. and keeping the shipping industry uh beating. Yeah. It was, you know, we we would see tugboats or push boats as Jesse wanted to call them.
0: Well, yeah, because most of the time they weren't uh, a couple of them were tugging moving it at- in front of whatever they were pulling, but then the, a lot of them were pushing from behind and I don't know if those are considered tugboats as well. I'm pretty sure they are. I'm not sure because they are not tugging. See, I'm really caught up with the language in Staten Island. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah. Well, maybe they're just called superettes as well.
0: Oh my God, I sure hope so. Because
1: they're 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 big, but they're small, and then they push. (laughs) and they tug.
0: But maybe they're called super pusherettes or something. That I wouldn't hate. I don't actually like that. That does not sound good at all. But.
1: (laughs) There's also, there was this one tremendous crane when you're walking around. I mean, crane probably isn't the proper word. I'm not sure what it does. I think it loads and unloads things onto big boats or maybe even loads and unloads big boats
0: it might. It was big. It was a big boy. It was huge. It, I think it was a crane. Yeah. It had some sort of like rope drop down hooky yeah. situation also. Yeah. <laughs>
1: but looked, I
0: think it was. I think it was a crane.
1: Yeah, it was of a size that looked like a giant mine excavator or something.
0: Yeah, totally. It, yeah,
1: and so each day I'd look at it and be in awe of it. Yeah. We captured that both in the 360 video and I'm sure I'm showing you some video now of it. Oh. But, <laughs> so that was cool to see and then from, so that that kind of takes care of the, the coast there. Yeah. And at this point we start, but it's the first of a couple of instances where our route starts pushing up against access.
0: Yeah. Yeah, we wanted to walk through Fresh Tales Park.
1: Yes, but even it, b- before that, even, there's a park on the western oh, corner. Right, the marsh field. Yeah, which we did, Mariner's Marsh Park, yeah, yeah. which uh, is okay. just, I guess, designated land for
0: Yeah. Yeah, there was a very small portion that we could walk into, mm-hmm. but very, very small. Yeah. Like, of
1: the park. Yeah.
0: And then there was a chain link fence
1: mm-hmm.
0: around the rest of the park.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So it wasn't really a park. It was some kind of preserve. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And so we hit up the, against that wall, mm-hmm. so to speak, and then we start going south. We go through this industrial park area, mm-hmm. which was I don't know. I, I think you could find that type of Situation in a lot of places in the country, where it's, yeah. it's green, and it's meant to be kind of an intermediary point between different commercial complexes.
0: Yeah, it felt very much like like there's a walk, there's a little path. There were six or seven different stations along the sidewalk that you could cut into that had each of them had a bench and it was what was it called the exercise path or something the health trail the health trail each little station had a different exercise equipment thing you know like the standard like park metal exercise thing and then a sign showing you how to use it yeah they got increasingly more and more interesting the first one was just a pole I think that you're supposed to put your back up and do squats against, and then the next was just a push-up bar, yeah, on the ground. <laughs> and then there were like monkey bars and pull-up bars. It was fine. It was I didn't a, we didn't touch them.
1: It was actually a very nicely designed logo. It was a health trail, right? Yeah. And then the T from health was big enough to encompass the start of trail as well, yeah. and it was. A negative space T so that it was the trail was rail so they're all made of rails oh do you understand I
0: understand okay oh, that's nice I thought it was nice yeah no that's nice but rails are they all made from rails they're yeah. all made from metal
1: yeah they were just all there was no moving parts to any of them mm. anyway mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. there was also a little bit of an art installation yeah this week And rapidly declining with each day that we passed.
0: (laughs) Well, not rapid. Well, yeah, the first day there was already one gone. (laughs) But then the rest of the week they were there, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. There were these little rocks that someone had painted with different quotes on them. Mostly kind of from Buddha-type people, like... Like one was from the Buddha. And <laughs> and then, I don't know, there was like Remy or, is his name Remy or Rami? Rumi. Rumi. Yeah. <laughs> the other vowel. Um, and then one from Van Gogh, mm-hmm. who I don't think was Buddhist, but yeah. might have been. Uh, but yeah, sort of put your fears behind you, dance like no one's watching. <laughs> That was not one of them. Trust in yourself. These inspirational quotes.
1: Truth is power. Things like that.
0: That was actually one of them.
1: Yeah. Some of them were harder to read than others because they would wrap around the rock and you had to kind of guess what was going on. Yeah. But they were there as a means of advertising a charity.
0: Yeah. Free food for the homeless.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they, there was a piece of paper that was in plastic next to the rocks and it described what the charity was all about and how you could potentially you know donate to it.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I thought it was a nice little project.
1: Yeah. And so from there we cut across to where there were some baseball fields and there yes. were kids playing there every day of the week and
0: Yeah. Well, after the before we got to the baseball fields there's about a mile between the health trail and the baseball fields, where there's no sidewalk. It's yes. a four-lane road and you we just had to walk in the grass. Yes. which
1: Jesse's shaking her fist. I'm shaking my fist listening. at this.
0: Come on, Staten Island. We're still in New York. It's a city of Walker. I know a car culture, whatever, but like you have the health trail and then where are people supposed to go from there? I don't know through the highway grass. I suppose that's what we did.
1: That is what we did. It was each day.
0: fine. I just felt annoyed by it. I feel like we've walked in other places outside of New York where we've had to walk on the side of the road because they're not walking places, not places that people typically walk. But here we are in New York City, NYC. We are we're all walkers. Our our slogan is, "Hey, I'm walking here." So I don't really know why there wouldn't be sidewalks, especially right next to the health trail, why there wouldn't be sidewalks that connect to the school and the baseball field and the football field.
1: Well, for that particular section, yes, it didn't really make any sense for there to not be some sidewalk there. Yeah. The, there were other places on this route, and there will likely be more places the rest of these weeks where it was very much like if we were walking in Vermont or in Washington State. Yeah. Where there's a lot of greenery around and you are just walking in a two-lane road with a little bit of shoulder and sometimes there's overgrowth so you have to walk into the road. And in that respect, yeah, it reminded me a lot of our vacation walks.
0: Yeah. And most of those areas are, that we experienced this week were in more of a neighborhood so there wasn't a ton of traffic but there was also another area that there was a ton of traffic and it was windy road it was probably about two miles or so that we had to walk just on the shoulder
1: no less than that really yeah 0. 0.7 miles i would guess oh but it can feel like a lot more if there's a lot of cars coming it's and it's stressful
0: yeah it's annoying and it's stressful and you have to wait especially when it's not maintained
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I have a lot to complain about right now, don't I? That's okay. Aye, aye, aye. <laughs> yeah yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Let me I, add them. I anticipate that's something that will happen more, as I said, for this, these next few weeks, because that m- whole middle section is very green. Yeah. You know? So then, yeah. Is there anything more you want to say on the the roads section?
0: On the roads.
1: Just the the aspect of having to walk on the road rather than the sidewalk.
0: Well, yes. We had a we had should we talk about this?
1: If this if you want to.
0: Yeah. So we could have potentially not walked on the road. That 0. 0.7 miles that you're talking about in particular, we could have potentially not walked on the road. There's a trail. There's lots of trails over there and it's quite nice. There's like hiking trails and there's even a flashing light that says pedestrian crossing Mm -hmm. on that road where there's no sidewalk, but there is a hiking trail. So which also makes me think how, why, how do people that want to go hiking get to that hiking trail? I guess they just get to it from the other side where there is a sidewalk, hike, and then turn around.
1: I would think specifically for that crossing, it's a little bit jumping ahead of your story, but there is the Camp access that Mm. would allow campers to go across that. And that would be the primary reason.
0: Okay, that makes sense. So, yes, so speaking of the camp access, we walked the first day on the main road and then I didn't like it. I didn't enjoy that experience. So, I was looking for an alternative path and I saw that there was a trail over to the side. So, I said to Mike, let's go on this trail tomorrow. He agreed. And then you agreed. I'm talking to you. I'm talking to the camera, but I'll talk to you instead. Uh, You agreed, Mike. And then on the second day, we went backwards. So we went to get on the trail, realized it was at a Boy Scouts camping facility, and we would have had to walk through a parking lot and then past a bunch of picnic benches. And like where the cabins were. So. I was down to do that, you were not. Mm-hmm. There were posted private property signs, but there was no one there. There was no one in the parking lot. And there was that we no could one. See. Yeah, there was. It didn't seem like there was anyone there. And the camp was definitely closed because of COVID. There were no Boy Scouts there. So I personally didn't think it was a big deal. I didn't think anyone would mind if we just walked through, since it was such a short distance, but you didn't like the idea of it. So we decided not to walk in through the camp, but the next day we thought maybe it's just a short distance. If we come out through the camp, it won't be a big deal. Mm-hmm. So we started walking in, but then there were posted private property signs. Like one sign though, not signs. There was one posted sign
1: mm-hmm. in
0: that trail. Yeah. We knew it would probably be about half a mile away, but ultimately, we ended up just going back to the road and walking
1: on the road. Well, we saw some people.
0: You saw some people. I did not see the people, and I wasn't worried about the people. I was more than ready to just speak to the people and say, oh, I hope you don't mind. We're doing this walking project. We didn't want to walk on that road where all the cars are. And we figured since the camp is closed, you wouldn't mind if we just cut through. Do you mind? And then if they said yes, I'd say, okay, we'll turn around. So sorry. Bye. Mm -hmm. But I personally just think that posted property signs in the woods are stupid. Mm -hmm. That's (laughs) That's my personal opinion. So I think I... Even though I like rules and I respect rules and I follow the rules and I follow the law, I don't really, I'm learning this about myself, I guess I don't really respect that one rule.
1: Well, you were saying that when you grew up and you would go to the cabin that your family had in the summer, there were posted signs and then people were behaving as though they didn't exist.
0: Yeah, that's true. Behind the cabin that my family had, there was a what I considered to be a mountain at the time. It was in Pennsylvania, so it's probably more like a hill. I don't know. There's probably people listening that are from the West Coast. And it was a big hill. There were lots of trees. There were deer back there. There were foxes back there. And it was, hike- it was nice hiking. And, yeah, I mean, our cabin had some of that property was owned by us. Some of that property was owned by our neighbors on either side. Some of that property was owned by people that lived on the other side of the hill that we didn't know and there were posted signs and there was barbed wire but it kind of no one really cared. It was all just woods and it was empty and it wasn't like you would run into people up at the top of the hill sometimes and technically you'd be on their land but never did I have anyone say oh this is my hill why are you here? They would say oh did you see that? deer over there or look how pretty it is or hi how are you you know like it would be human to human interaction it was never get off my land no one ever and it was pennsylvania Mm -hmm. where people have guns and stuff i don't know it but it felt fine right so i just when i see that now especially in the woods i guess it just reminds me of being a kid hiking behind our cabin and Posted signs not really meaning anything.
1: Right. So, for starters, Jessie's being very charitable. We we fought about this for a half hour afterwards. <laughs> we did. So, Jessie is being very delicate in how she's describing the situation. I am of a different opinion. And I will start by saying instances where I think it is reasonable to go ahead and do this one we're saving an excess of like three or four miles or whatever as we've done in the past we were in washington one time and google in its infinite wisdom put Mm -hmm. us on a logging route that was a hundred plus years old and it. we got to where the first trespassing sign was and the alternative to going through this three mile section was to walk another 11 miles so it was not something that was practical. So we had to push forward. Two, there was almost certainly going to be nobody there during the entirety of this time. So that is another reason that, you know, if I can weigh the benefits of of doing this versus how I'm going to see somebody, that makes sense to me too. Also, if there's going to be something that's exceptional to see along the way, Certainly, that can become part of the consideration. Mm-hmm. In addition to that, the fact that we, when we did make this attempt, we were going through or coming from an area that was already a trail versus just starting into, essentially, a driveway. You know, there's a plausible, okay, we're here. This, you know.
0: this trail that we tried to walk on the other day. Yes. Yes, we were.
1: So all of those were reasons why potentially it made sense. Why it didn't make sense to me was that it's a Boy Scout camp. We're on Staten Island, which is a city, not the country. And for some reason there are grown men just hanging outside in the Boy Scout camp in, on them. a Thursday.
0: You saw some grown men.
1: Yeah, I don't I Jesse seems to maybe think that I didn't see these people.
0: No, I just didn't <laughs> see them. <laughs>
1: I saw them from a distance away. I had agreed to go through this area under the idea that it was not reasonable to think that there would be people there on a Thursday when the camp had been closed for months. Yeah. There were people there. We're in Staten Island, but we're also in the city. And also, the distance to go through the trail versus the distance to walk on the road is the same amount of mileage. I am very comfortable with walking on the road, Jesse, less so. Yeah, I'm not. But it is (laughs) not anything we haven't done on our previous walks.
0: It's true, we know how to do it.
1: And I guess that for me, I I think there's like an equal amount of danger, which is to say very little danger in either instance. Yeah. But I, more than that, I just don't want to have to contend with people that feel like you're on my property, especially like a Staten Island boy scout, man. <laughs> like just either you go cuz one of the, the the reason the way that Jesse described how she was going to talk to somebody very reasonable. When we were talking about it that day, Jesse was using things like, "Oh, I'm so glad you're here." Uh, Where is this place? Where are we? Well, there were
0: so many different options. What I was saying is I could feel out who this person is, and then I could choose. It's like a choose-your-own-adventure of how you talk to them. You could kind of just say, oh, you have such a nice property. I hope you don't mind if I walk through. Or, hey, this is what we're doing. And is it okay with you if we continue forward? Or, oh, wow, we were hoping we'd run into someone. We saw that this was posted just a couple steps back and we were wondering what this actually is, do you mind if we walk through? Or, oh no, sorry, I didn't realize this was private, which is the only one that would be a lie and I would be less likely to use that unless it just seemed necessary for some reason. Right.
1: So my inclination here is that I know from the second I go past a trespassing sign that I would have to be pleading ignorance or really just ignoring the property rules. So I don't really feel good about doing that because I'm going to look dumb. Like there's not really a version where I don't look dumb. Yeah, you're
0: dumb. very scared to look dumb.
1: Well, I don't want to have to deal with somebody being like, well, why the fuck are you here? Like you're you're, you're, on, you're trespassing in the Boy Scout camp. You got to get out. Of what it. What are you doing? Why yeah. did you think you could possibly come in here? There's signs on both sides of yeah. what do you, you know?
0: I guess I think that that attitude is dumb, so I don't really care if they think that I'm dumb, because I already think, well, you're dumb for thinking that you own the woods. Like, I, I personally think that that is dumb.
1: But we wouldn't and be, so they wouldn't be owning the really woods care. at that point. They're, we would be in the camp.
0: Yeah, but it's still just the woods. I'm not going into one of the cabins. I'm not going. I'm not even sitting at their picnic tables. I'm not loitering. I'm passing through. That's all moving forward, passing through, not causing any harm, not doing anything that could hurt anyone. I'm just moving through. I don't have a weapon on me. I'm not there to steal anything. I'm not doing anything else like that. The sign also says it does say no trespassing, but it says no hunting, fishing camping hike uh it doesn't say hiking it says spitting i don't know like it, you know
1: trespassing it... and hiking are the same thing like no, you're no. going through you're, you're you're making an argument that's not a thing
0: i'm making an argument that's not a thing but you like and the that's word the... superette and so that's...
1: <laughs> and that's the pleading ignorance thing you're going to start making things that are like slippery when it's like clearly you know you're not supposed to be on there and maybe ah, you...
0: it's just that i know but i also don't know for sure because i know what i know is that a lot of people put up those signs purely because they own the land and when people are building fences or looking at the deed for the land that's just it's marked it's just marked they just know where their property line is and they just want to know where their property line is and that's it and they don't actually care if someone walks a little bit through it i do know that
1: I'm not i don't know who these people were to surprise a group of old men at a Boy Scout camp in Staten Island. (laughs) That's just, uh, I don't think that, I think trespassing signs in the city have a different weight than trespassing signs out in Pennsylvania. And I also think there might be a gender dynamic thing at play too, Mm. when I've been thinking about Mm -hmm. it more, it's kind of like the equivalent of asking for directions type thing, where it's like, we're gonna go up there and they're gonna be looking at me because I'm the guy and like, why are you here? when really, like, you could navigate around this situation potentially.
0: Yeah, I mean, it. you're from Long Island. I feel like potentially the attitude, the sort of stereotypical attitude from Long Island is similar to the stereotypical attitude of people from Staten Island. And I do agree. I mean, I think the fact that I'm female I maybe has something to do with the fact that, like, I don't, care if these men from Staten Island think I'm dumb. They probably think I'm dumb anyway. Mm -hmm. So whatever, I know I'm not dumb. I know I'm just trying to walk through. I think they're dumb. So it's not really any of my business what they think of me anyway. So, (laughs) yeah. but if they let me walk through, great. If they don't, whatever, we'll turn around. We already turned around anyway.
1: Yeah. So that's the story (laughs) of trespassing on Staten Island. We'll see if there are any other situations which would potentially merit trespassing yeah. in order to further our goals. We'll
0: find out, we'll we'll keep you posted.
1: Yeah. <laughs> to that, we'll keep you posted in a bright orange sign that describes why we're doing what we're doing. Yeah. There, speaking of areas that involve trespassing, we had a major alteration to our route in that we intended to go through Fresh Kills Park, which was off limits to us Mm -hmm. because it is a converted landfill site and also a bird sanctuary, and you need a permit to get in.
0: Well, and they're also still building it. They're still, the park isn't finished. Mm -hmm. So there will be more access in the future, but right now it seems like it's only accessible to parks people and other approved visitors
1: yeah so we got some video of it and some pictures of it
0: from the outside
1: yeah, yeah. we there's a
0: lot of walking trails around the perimeter of. The
1: that's park. right including this really nice bike trail that goes by the staten island mall mm-hmm. and goes through some communities the, the name escapes me right now i know you looked it up but i you don't
0: springville? know springville springville yeah i think that that's right, right. Yeah, yeah i think
1: so So we went along that and yeah, hopefully we we intend to go through in two weeks time. We sent an email, hopefully they'll respond to us, but it's been a week and we haven't heard from them. So that's potentially, uh, I guess we'll have to, maybe we'll ping them again and see what happens. But uh, we were able to, you know, get by just fine otherwise. And I don't know. Well, we, we just always had to add some extra time. Oh, we, we totally skipped over Snug Harbor, which oh my gosh. we, we yeah, won't get an opportunity so cool. to talk about again, probably, Yeah. But, so there's this park, which uh, I would think also is kind of part of the areas that could be considered attractive for people to settle in Staten Island. Mm-hmm. It is kind of this historical garden center, nice buildings. You go there to take your wedding photos and your first communion photos. Mm-hmm.
0: We saw those. Yeah. It's a botanical garden, Yeah, how they describe it themselves. And yeah. there's all these different garden areas. There's a greenhouse, there's the ancient Chinese garden, there's the herb garden. I don't remember any of the others. There's, there's a the big f- hedge fence, there's hedge maze. There's the
1: Tuscan garden. The Tuscan there's,
0: garden. Yeah.
1: And it was I probably operating at about 60% capacity because of the virus, but it was very nice to go into. We ended up, because Fresh Kills was off access, we ended up spending a few days just walking around there mm-hmm. to make up mileage and seeing more of it as well.
0: Yeah, it was nice. That would be another thing that I would definitely recommend as a day trip Yes, out to Staten Island. For sure. Totally doable, walkable yeah. for anybody. Yeah. Not maybe, but for a lot of you It's about a mile from the... Ferry.
1: I think more than that. Really? But, yeah. It's somewhere between a mile and a half and two. Oh. Okay. But yeah, I think so. But it's yeah. still, I mean, totally doable. You could go to that, uh, that M&M Deli Superette on the yeah, walk. Yeah, it's on the way. On the walk over. Oh. Yeah. And I think the last thing that I want to talk about today. What is it? Even though there's quite a lot to talk about, maybe we'll talk about some stuff on this walk next week again, maybe. if it comes up, is in La Tourette Park, Mm -hmm. there is a model plane airfield. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I (laughs) liked it. Yeah. I liked seeing those.
1: Yeah. It was a, every day, there were people at the model airfield, flying planes or fixing their planes. And we're talking about planes that are bigger than this table, you know, like six feet, eight Mm -hmm. feet.
0: Not all of them. Some of them were a little smaller. Some were probably like three feet, but which is still kind of big. Yeah. Yeah. And then, yeah, some of them were were really big.
1: Yeah. And yeah, just grown men out there playing with their planes, enthusiasts, talking about them and fiddling with them and then flying them. And yeah, we got some video of that. I don't know if we got video of that to add to this, but it was cool to see. And yeah. Apparently, there are airfields in other parts of the city, too. Really? So we might get a chance to oh, see them at yeah, some point. Oh, we should
0: figure out where those are. I don't think I've ever seen that before anywhere. Have you?
1: I don't think so. The no. was cool. It was kind of like a few weeks ago when we saw the velodrome for the bikes. It was mm-hmm. this kind of seemingly unique or one-off park situation where it's like you need a lot of land so yeah. let's do this
0: yeah i would say it's even more unique than that though because a bike is pretty easy to acquire mm-hmm. a model airplane is really niche
1: yeah yeah it's true that was part of la tourette park i hope i'm pronouncing that right I'm pretty sure i am i don't know how else you could and that has a lot of trails that were really pleasant to walk through I think we'll probably end up going through it again because it's in the middle of the island. Mm -hmm. And that, as I described earlier, also has the golf component to it. So that's part of why it's so big. And yeah, just a continuation of the greenery that is a part of La Tourette. And also, so right outside of La Tourette, too, is the... Staten Island Farm Colony. Oh, yeah. Which was actually on our route to go through or nearby each day, mm-hmm. but we didn't realize it, funny enough.
0: Yeah, we kind of went on the wrong road the we first were, day. Yeah. And then continued that.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And we went through Lighthouse Hill, which was mm-hmm. a suburban area that Jesse was, I think, referencing earlier. And there was also a Tibetan museum. Yeah. On, like in the middle of the... of. You know, residential property. Yeah. And it's closed right now. But And we...
0: also a house that had so many lawn ornaments.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's right.
0: Big old lawn ornaments. Yeah. Dinosaurs, dragons, carousel horses, zebras, yeah. tigers. Yeah. All like everything yeah. big lawn ornaments. Yeah.
1: And that was about
0: twenty five or thirty of them. And that was right was near
1: amazing. the historic Richmond town which is like a colonial situation yeah. so that was a little weird
0: it was that and then the well it was the historic town and then the lawn ornament house and then the Tibetan art museum yeah all within a mile
1: yeah but it was cool we're really packing in a lot of content in the last 90 seconds here I but know. the uh, farm colony is a collection of abandoned buildings I made a 360 video Explicitly for that, which will be up, and I would recommend checking out because it feels like a set, especially if it were to be at night, it would be like a horror movie set. It's mm. it's really cool. All the there's like a dozen plus buildings they're all graffitied up and yeah, it was it was worth if you like abandoned buildings. it's maybe worth going to check out. You, I don't think you're really allowed to park at the baseball field that is next to it unless you're playing baseball. But you know, you could figure a way.
0: You could bring a baseball.
1: Yeah, just a baseball. Yeah. Yeah. So, but yeah, if you're if you're into that type of thing, it is definitely worth going over there to see, or at the very least, going and watching the video to see what it looks mm-hmm. like. Mm-hmm. But I'd say. Yeah, but that's week one of a brimming burrow. Yeah. Thanks so much for watching everybody. I tune in next week where we'll be doing the east coast of Staten Island. Mm -hmm. And yeah, thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. Do the whole subscribe thing. Share it with people. Continue on this journey with us. Bye. Bye.